said he doesn't want to add a camera. He he took a nap and his mascara isn't looking. There'll too be great. no camera tonight. I look uh, like Logan on on Sunday after he woke up. Yeah, that that was a really bad Saturday night. Austin was there to take care of me. Um, Thank I God. just well, I also do blame Los, which I found out the next day that he gave me a Hennessy shot to add on to the other three shots I took before that. And along, what about the rest of the stuff you drank? Is I, that I, all his I, fault I, too? Uh, there was no, a lot going on. There was a lot of there was a lot of things going on. Hey guys, it's Terrence Nan. You're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. Go Dolls. Hey, what's up? This is Peter Ward, aka E Dub, in the house. So we're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. Go live, go nose. Hi, this is Charlie Ward, and you're listening to Hear the Spear, go nose. This is Terrell Fuckley. You're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. No bloody. But perhaps better known as the greatest corner to ever step on a football field, Dion Primetime Sanders. Great Dion Sanders, my brother. What's going on, man? I could, I could wake up to that greedy every day, man. That was awesome. Hello, those fans. This is former Seminole Derek Brooks, and you're listening to Hear the Spear, presented to you by No Game Day. James Wilder Jr. What's going on, James? Thanks for having me on. SSOD, Florida State or Die, and go no. William Barnon Floyd. Gentlemen, what's up? What is happening, guys? This is Logan Robinson from Here the Spear, presented to you by Noel Game Day. We are here on this wonderful Thursday evening, April 15th. A spring game has actually happened in Doak Campbell Stadium. No hurricane went through. We survived it. Uh, me, Dustin, and Austin uh, were in attendance along with Lowe's, although I don't think he'll be with us this evening. Uh, we'll be recapping the spring game. Also, we will be going through uh, a little bit of recruiting because – we were also around Nico, Marchio, and Travis Hunter uh, and others around the Unconquered statue while we were leaving the spring game on Saturday. So a lot of recruiting to go through. Florida State announces the Apex program that we'll jump into. And then lastly, football-related, we're going to run into uh, some of these new renderings uh, for the football-only facility that look great, look awesome. And then speaking of awesome, Austin's here with us. He's going to give us the latest with a five-star recruit a wild day for him on Thursday. We'll see what's going on there. The drama on the basketball side of things. I really don't want to talk about it, but I feel like I have to. You think you have to. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, let me introduce my two co-hosts with me this evening. Austin Vizier, our lead basketball writer. And down at the bottom, lead writer and editor. I got to put in here also recruiting insider now, right? You got to add that, I think, eventually, Dustin. Should be like elite recruiting insider or something like that. He's also got to add a camera at some point. Put some respect on it. He said he doesn't want to add a camera. He he took a nap and his mascara isn't looking. There'll too be great. no camera tonight. I look uh, like Logan on on Sunday after he woke up. Yeah, that that was a really bad Saturday night. Austin was there to take care of me. Um, Thank I God. just well, I also do blame Los, which I found out the next day that he gave me a Hennessy shot to add on to the other three shots I took before that. And along, what about with, the rest of the stuff you drank? Is I, that I, all his fault too? Uh, there was no, a lot going on. There was a lot of there was a lot of things going on, but a, overall, a really fun weekend for us. We got to meet a lot of you guys that listened to us. I got to meet you in person, shake your hands. It was really a phenomenal experience. So shout out to everyone that we got to meet. At the game and tailgating before, it's always great to see you guys in person. We definitely appreciate y'all listening in. 
Um, as always, you can listen to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, uh, YouTube, Spotify. Hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to this on. We definitely appreciate if you rate us five stars on iTunes and leave a review before you get done listening. It definitely helps a lot. Gain some new FSU listeners. But now that that's all over with, we got a lot to jump into, guys. Um, on Saturday, Florida State held its spring scrimmage or spring game, but mix of both, practically another spring scrimmage. Uh, but actually got to be in the stands with a lot of fans. Uh, like I said, Austin and Dustin were sitting with me. We enjoyed a good time up there in the Champions Club and got to hang out. Dustin was doing some live tweeting. Shout out to D. Lou for... I did all of the live tweeting. He did the, all the live tweeting, but Not you some. also did have six hot dogs. It was like three. Bro, it's free. It's free it was, food. It, it, it's not just those three hot dogs. It was three hot dogs. It was two slices of pizza. It was, it was one slice of pizza. Two bags. <laughs> of you chips. obviously weren't paying attention. Why would I pay attention to what you're eating? I don't know, but you're trying to name shit <laughs> off now. Okay, one slice of pizza. Either way, two it was ba- terrible too, man. It was a like lot gas of station pizza. They yep. gotta. They gotta do some upgrades up there. That was a spring game. Usually, you have a little Four Rivers action. You know what I'm saying? But I think it was a spring game. Kind of bleh gas station food. It wasn't phenomenal, but it seems like the hot dogs were pretty good, Dilo. They're right. I had to I had to get prepared, you know, after um a few adult beverages um before the game and after the game. So I just had to prepare my body for what was to come. I don't blame you. Well, let's jump into the spring game. Uh, actually, the rain dialed off around, what, 3.40, 3.30? So it ended up uh, clearing out a good ways before we got into the stadium. And so a pretty good amount of people there for the weather and you know COVID-19 going on and all that jazz. And it being a spring game, I thought there was a good amount of people. And it was nice to see some uh, familiar faces too. Before we were going into the stadium, we were able to see a few of the recruits um, huddled around the unconquered statue. Um, and then like we will get to it afterwards. They were hanging out after the game, but going to the spring game, what's y'all's initial reactions from that? Anything that stood out to, to you guys? I think really nothing was really crazy spectacular. And, you know, Milton had a pretty impressive day. I thought Jordan Travis looked smooth Two freshmen. McLean Burrell, the wide receiver unit looked well, along with the defense. Jermaine Johnson looks like he's on a different level. But what is y'all's first indications of what you take off of Mike Norvell's first spring uh, game in quote Tallahassee? Yeah, I don't really know what you mean when you say that you didn't really see anything spectacular out there because, you know, we were at those two spring scrimmages and Mackenzie Milton, he had a couple rough days when we were out there watching. And on Saturday, I mean, it was just, it was a complete turnaround. Like he was out there. He looked extremely comfortable putting the ball in the air. He looked comfortable moving around in the pocket with the knee. And he was actually connecting on some pretty tough throws, putting like perfect ball placement on a couple passes to uh, Burrell and, and also Malik McLean. So I was definitely excited to see him kind of take those steps forward since the last time we had seen him on the field about two weeks ago. And then, I mean, Malik McLean as well. Like that dude, he was – the star of the wide receivers out there on Saturday made a couple big plays, had that touchdown had the, uh, what was it? The catch in traffic over a DB. And he looked, he looked really good. He looks primed to play a big role for Florida state on that offense in the fall, because I don't know, they're struggling with consistency out wide right now. And 
hopefully it can get better this summer whenever Destin Hill and Andrew Parchment both get to Tallahassee. Yeah, I was going to say McLean, man. We got to see him, d while we were at both of those spring scrimmages, and we keep repeating it, but that guy was on the field 95% of the snaps throughout the whole couple of days that we got to see now him. Now we and, know why. Yeah, now we know absolutely why, and it's great to see a young cat get in there, focused in, dialed in, um, and then also you look at Burrell, who also made a really great catch, a phenomenal throw by McKenzie Milton. I think that was one of his best ones of the day fitting it right in between two defenders straight down the line. It was, it was gorgeous throw, but Burrell brought it in too. So this wasn't too much of a surprise to see these two cats out there impress. I think a lot of people who aren't, weren't, weren't at the, um, at the spring scrimmages really got to see, you know, the shape of these guys, how well they came in coach storms and how well they're being developed and, and putting on muscle. They don't look like true freshmen. You know, they put, they put in work, they focused in, during early enrollee time and they look like they're second year, third year guys um, compared to even the, you know, wide receivers, the veteran guys. Yeah. <clears throat> they, they looked really good out there. Like you said, I mean, watching uh, Josh Burrell run routes. I mean, that guy looks like he's been in a college program for three years already. Like he's really smooth with his route running. And then, I mean, Malik McLean, he just kind of has brought that big play factor and I'm going to be really excited to see if he can just, you know, continue that ascension that he's on at the moment because it just felt like he got better throughout the entire spring. And, you know, the spring game, his performance, it was kind of like the climax of that performance. And now he's got another, you know, four, nearly five months until he steps into a, a real college game against Notre Dame. And he's just got even more time to keep improving, keep building chemistry with, with the quarterbacks. And, I mean – you know, right now it looks like Florida State's got a really good one in him. and He's going to contribute very early in his career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now that that catch by uh, Burrell was pretty impressive, I got to say. I mean, yeah, McLean that was off to the side there, and Akeem Dent was on him with some, with some good coverage there too by Akeem Dent. It was, it's good to see Akeem Dent. We'll get to defense in a second, but good to see Akeem Dent um, playing pretty well too. Looked like he was healthy and back at it. Because um, we didn't get to see him compete in the second scrimmage, but not due to health reasons. Going back to the, still with the offense too, let's talk Jordan Travis. I thought uh, he made some plays, a big one too, where he was had to uh, run out of the pockets, uh, rolled out to his right, and found uh, Cameron McDonald, tight end Cameron McDonald down the field. You know those, those kind of plays. You they're very risky to make, yes, but it was good to see that still. Jordan Travis was still trying to keep his eyes down the field and maybe find a wide open uh, target. And he was able to do that with a uh, veteran tight end, uh, Cameron McDonald. But yeah, any thoughts, D. Lou, on, on how Jordan Travis played his game on Saturday? I mean, yeah, you know, that play you're talking about, at least he made the play. You know, he threw it back. It was a bad throw, or it was what people would call a bad throw, you know, throwing back across your body into traffic. But a year ago, I don't, I don't think he would have really had any chance to make that play. So for him to make it just shows kind of the improvements that he's been taking. And, you know, we've heard the coaching staff, um, Mike Norvell, Kenny Dillingham, they've kind of talked about that progression that he's made this offseason, finally being fully healthy and just consistently being out there at practices and, and working. And you can tell, like, his accuracy has taken some steps forward. Reading the defenses has taken improvements 
you know, maybe he still tucks it down and, and runs it a little bit more often than he should. But at the same time, like that's that's part of his game and that's a reason why he's successful. So, you know, it's it's gonna be a real quarterback battle, I believe, whenever we get to the fall between him and Mackenzie Milton. Jordan Travis has some very impressive skills and we're just gonna have to see if that's gonna be enough to, you know, beat out a guy who's coming back from a serious leg injury and is still getting into the system, getting his chemistry down with the playmakers in Tallahassee. So I think it's, man, it's going to be a really fun August, I think, between those two. You know, whenever the talent's competing, the cream rises to the top, and I think that's what we're going to see. Mm-hmm. I think just from Saturday to looking at this quarterback now, I think it really is solidified as a true competition because whenever we were at the two scrimmages, Dustin, we – you know, Mackenzie Milton had a very rough time. These passes weren't being made during these spring, spring scrimmages. And I think a lot of people watching it on TV for the first time and seeing Milton play, maybe are thinking, oh, this is what he's been doing since he's arrived at FSU. This, this is just not even a battle. It's Milton day one, no matter what. But, you know, Jordan Travis was levels ahead of Mackenzie Milton in these spring scrimmages. But when we headed to the spring game, whenever the you know the lights and quote are are on the field and Bobby Bowden, Bobby Bowden field, you know Milton shows out, and I that's something I was predicting. You know, this is a kind of guy that does better when pressures on him. It was just like Jameis was. You know, when there wasn't a lot of people watching, there'd be a lot of mistakes he'd make, and it wasn't phenomenal. But when there was a, whenever it came down to big time games, maybe not Oregon or say, but when it comes down to big games. Uh, these kind of guys do better with more pressure on them. And I think this is going to play a big factor on the progression of Jordan Travis, having Milton there in that film room, there in practices, making reads, and Jordan Travis being like, oh, this is what I should be doing. This is what Milton's really good at. Maybe I should try to watch him and and, and see Mm -hmm. a little bit of his game. I think this is a really good – this is exactly what Mike Norbell wants. He wants this quarterback room to develop. And Milton being in there as a veteran – is key for Jordan Travis's progression as a successful quarterback. Yeah. I mean, I, I completely agree with that. We, I feel like we've kind of said that, um, you know, since McKenzie Milton kind of came in, we expected him to raise the floor of this quarterback room because he's proven himself to be an elite quarterback in college football. He's had a lot of success at UCF and, you know, that's, that's no mistake. I think coming into Florida state, and, you know, being able to show some of the other guys his work ethic and, and like you said, like his work in the film room, how he carries himself on the practice field, that can only help everybody else. Because this was a guy, you know, who was a Heisman contender back in 2017 or 2018 before that injury. And, yeah, I mean, it just helps the rest of the guys to see that and to be able to model themselves after a player of that caliber. Anything else to take away from the offense on Saturday? I was looking at the running back unit. I was really excited to watch Trayshawn Ward, which he had a few nice uh, runs during the day. Anybody really stand out to you at running back? I know we were talking about it in the production meeting, Dustin. DJ uh, Williams running over uh, Gainer. That's just football. Plays like that happen all the time, but I know that was spread all over Twitter the next day. Yeah, I mean, I thought everybody – Kind of showed a couple flashes, you know, Deshaun Corbin, he made a couple good plays, not only with runs, but also, you know, catching it out of the backfield whenever Jordan Travis checked down. Um, Lawrence Toa Philly, he had a couple nice plays on the outside where he was able to break some arm tackles and 
get a first down. Treshawn Ward, you know, he continued to be impressive. Maybe not as impressive as he was during those spring scrimmages when we were out there because he got a little bit less time, it felt like. But, you know, whenever he touches the ball, you're kind of expecting him to be a powerful runner, break some tackles, and make a play. And then, like you said, Logan, I mean, DJ Williams, I don't think he did too much during the scrimmage, but I think running over Amari Gaynor is enough. And Keyshawn Helton as well. He had a, or not Keyshawn Helton, Corey Wren <laughs> as well. My bad. He practically should be at running back Keyshawn Helton with how many speed handoffs they have to him. Uh, yeah, no, I, th- I don't, I'm trying to look at the offensive line. We, we had, I think Cameron McDonald by far was had the big day. Uh, uh, Austin white, Austin white had a touchdown. If I can remember correctly, I believe near the end of the day. Um, but yeah, Cameron McDonald, by far the tight end, you did offensive line, I think was still, I mean, they're mess. not healthy. I, yeah. Know, that's hard, what I'm hard to judge. Yeah, that's Monte what I was going to mention. Taylor's out. Brady Scott misses scrimmage. Um, Thomas Schrader is still out. I believe Zane Herring um, was out as well. So, you know, and also Babyon, Babyon wasn't. Babyon, I know, wasn't fully healthy during the spring either. Yeah. So you know, they just haven't been fully healthy all spring. They've kind of had a at least on the second unit. You know, they just had like a makeshift group of guys, and there were some walk-ons getting there and getting time as well. So it's kind of hard to judge their performance. And really, I was just paying attention. I was trying to look at guys, you know, individually rather than the unit. So I thought Maurice Smith, he had a pretty solid day in there at center. Um, Robert Scott, I mean, those battles with Jermaine Johnson out on the edge. Yeah, he lost a couple, but he won some as well. And I mean, that's big for a redshirt freshman you know, moving into his second season as a starter at that right tackle spot. And, you know, really, you just want to see some improvement there at guard. I know that play was floating around whenever Fabian Lovett you know, beat Dante Lucas pretty bad on, I believe it was a passing play or, or whatever. So, you know, you just want to see those guys continue to stay healthy, continue to improve. You know, I believe in, in what Alex Atkins is doing out there. Whenever we've gotten the chance to watch him, like it feels like he has complete control of that offensive line and, and they all – you know, kind of look up to him. So I'm, I'm confident as long as they can get back to fully healthy in um, August, you know, it's really going to depend on DLT because I think he's the best offensive lineman right now on the roster. So you're really his rehab over the next couple months and being a full go in fall camp is going to be extremely important. Uh, let's jump into some defense real quick. Uh, Jermaine Johnson had a pretty impressive day. It seemed like he was after both quarterbacks with Milton and uh, also Jordan Travis, but it looked like uh, Jermaine Johnson was on a different level there for the DNs. Uh, Kevin Knowles also had a great day at defensive back. And like you were just talking about Fabian Lovett had a pretty impressive day there on the, in the trenches on defensive line. Yeah. And I mean, you know, are we surprised by Jermaine Johnson because coming into Florida state, this team has lacked a, a consistent pass rushing threat off the edge for the past couple of years. You know, in 2020, we thought that would be J-Rob and Kando, obviously, and, and that just that didn't happen for a, pl- a plethora of reasons. But with Johnson coming in here, this is a guy who is a bona fide pass rusher. 
He'd proven it in his last stop at Georgia. And, you know, I think being at Florida State now where he's going to get to play more of an every down role rather than just a pass rushing specialist role, like that's just going to help him break out even more. And I mean, we saw it, you know, I talked about those battles with him and Robert Scott. There were a couple of times where he just got, he had, I want to say it was the first or second play of the scrimmage. You know, he got back there, got a sack. He had another sack later on. I remember, I think it was Travis rolling out to his right in the pocket and Jermaine Johnson was like right on his back, even though Travis got the throw away. Like, I think Austin was sitting next to me and we were like, dude, he's fast, like for a defensive end. So I'm really excited for him. And yeah, Kevin Knowles, you know, he, he got an interception on Tate Rodemaker. Norvell wasn't too happy about that. He had a couple other pass breaks as well. So to see an early enrollee shining like that, just like some of those wide receivers we talked about, I mean, that's that's good for Florida State. Mm-hmm. Taking full advantage of the opportunities getting there early on campus is huge. And this is what a lot of these cats have done, both offensively and defensively. But Kevin Knowles looked good. That was kind of a surprise. We saw little flashes, d at some of the scrimmages that we were at. But had to show up like that on, on a spring game, you know, that helps out because if you know, we just had a question here on YouTube uh, from Mendoza, one of our regular listeners asking, you know, when are we going to see Demory Tate? But we, we're not going to see him for a good long while as he's rehabbing. I know Norvell did not give a estimate on when we should see him next or nor the injury that took place for the young uh, defensive mm-hmm. back, but we're not going to see him either. So there's a lot of, a lot of open ribs. I think mean, there's, there's good amount of question marks still up in the DB room. Yeah, I mean, you know, like you said, we don't really know the extent of that injury. I don't, I don't recall seeing him on uh, Saturday, but I remember when we saw him at the second spring scrimmage, he was kind of on that scooter um, with his leg and like a, a soft cast or whatever. But I mean, uh, you know, Miko Dalton as well. We didn't see him the entire spring, and we didn't see him in the spring game as well. So. Just you got to hope that those guys can get healthy enough over the next, like I said, four months or whatever until fall camp so they can get back out there and start participating before the season starts. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, that's practically everything from the spring game. I love the interview that ESPN had afterwards because I didn't get to see it till I got home. But the commentator going down in the field asking, Milton a question and say how to feel wearing you know maroon and gold for the first time and he calling her out right off the bat saying ah no this this is garnet and gold this ain't no maroon how how do you get that wrong as being getting paid at ESPN do you know Austin how you do that question maybe trying to trick him it's ESPN you expect them to be smart whoa dang except for Aria shout out out my guy Aria okay yeah I was about to say is he on ESPN. Yeah, he buddy. does play by play for baseball. Huh. Yeah, buddy. Um, oh, another thing. How about uh, Mike Norvell addressing the crowd after the scrimmage with that scratchy voice <laughs> after <laughs> you know yelling at Tate Rodemaker forever? Um, he was getting after after guys the whole day. I think that was one of the most exciting things for me because you know you can really tell how much energy he brings on the field and how focused he is. Like whenever a guy made a mistake. He was the first one walking up to him to, you know, sometimes get in their face and then sometimes help correct that mistake. Kind of depends on how he's feeling at the moment. <laughs> but yeah, after the game, like you could tell like, he laid it all out on the field. 
yeah no his voice man and it it was it was hanging on by a thread <laughs> by a vocal cord it was just hanging on very thinly but it was um, funny because i was i was uh re-watching the spring game on acc network or you know that that piece of crap and before the game they had an interview with him and he sounded perfectly fine and i just started laughing because i remember what he sounded like after the game yeah that was hilarious but he hyped up the crowd and he, he sounded pretty uh fired up for seeing everybody back in the stands and doke on september 5th whenever notre dame rolls into town so uh, he was he was fired up and we we saw after a few of the spring scrimmages that you know there was some times where he wasn't so happy and kind of ticked off and he said all right we're having practice tomorrow sorry you know but it seemed like he he seemed like he liked the uh what he saw a little bit you know can't read his mind fully but and maybe with his voice it sounded like he was kind of happy uh let's jump into some recruiting here uh it was a big big time weekend in tallahassee i know you've been in contact with nico a lot d one of the biggest if not you know him and hunter the bell cows of this class but you know, they were all meeting up before the game. It seemed like it went successful. It seemed like it might have been really successful and maybe a few different guys maybe doing some certain things and telling some people some certain <laughs> things. But run us through that whole experience because we, all three of us, were talking with Nico and Travis and got to meet some of these guys that we haven't been able to get in contact with. And it seemed like all smiles, good vibes. The weather ended up being beautiful for after the game, so they had plans to go hang out afterwards. I think a few of the guys stayed the whole weekend and even Monday. That It was a very successful weekend for Florida State in recruiting, it seemed like. Yeah, like you said, very good weekend. You know, Before the game, even though the weather um, wasn't necessarily ideal, I know that Nico and, and Travis, they kind of um, helped organize that event up there at the Unconquered Statue. And before the game, you know, guys were up there talking with some of the current commits and also getting their pictures taken and, and things like that. And um, Rodney Hill, that's actually where he went ahead and publicly committed up there at the Unconquered Statue. Then afterwards, I mean, it was kind of the same thing. You know, they all reconvened out there and they were getting a ton of love from the fans. You know, we, we went up and talked to Nico for probably, you know, 20 or so minutes. And it felt like every 10 seconds, someone's walking up like, hey, Nico, can, can you sign this? Hey, Nico, can you take a picture uh, with my kids? And Travis as well. And I mean, you can just, I kind of said it um, earlier this week on the Batcave, but you can just tell like those two have the types of personalities that are built for those type of moments. Like they, instead of being, you know, maybe overwhelmed, being 17, probably not even 18 years old yet, having you know, hundreds of fans walk up to you and ask you for this, ask, ask you for that. You could definitely get overwhelmed in that moment, but they just, they took it on. They relished it. They didn't deny anybody a photo or a conversation. And at the same time, you know, in between those, they were talking to us. They were walking back over to other recruits, talking to them. It was, it was very impressive to watch them at work in person. Yeah, that was a the thing. They're very mature guys. I think a lot of the recruits, just like the energy and what Travis Hunter brings to that area. Not only Nico was there, who's a very, very liked, we got to see him in person, very liked recruit and player. But, you know, Travis Hunter just brings a different vibe, man. It's a different kind of energy. I, I can't really explain it that well, but, you know, going and talking with parents and, you know, 
40 year olds, 50 year olds, just like, Oh my God, I got to get a picture with you, man. It's just, it's something interesting. And we talked about it leaving the stadium. Like, you know, we don't usually, these recruits usually don't get this kind of experience because, or the situation, because usually they're going to their gate that they're designated to, and then they're going head into the more, they're getting a tour, and then they're eventually getting out on the field for pregame warmups, and then they're going out from that and up to the stands. So you don't really have that kind of interaction with fans. And we know Florida State football and FSU Twitter and all that's very well covered. There's going to be fans that know exactly what the recruit looks like, no matter what age you are. So they were swarmed. It wasn't no, it wasn't any shocker whatsoever. I mean, I believe Chris Winky. Heisman winner was able to just scoot on right through. And then you got Travis Hunter and Nico Marchio just getting bombarded with people. <laughs> that That is saying something. That is saying something right there. Former Heisman winner just sliding right on through. Um, yeah, I think Austin had to be like, hey, Logan, uh, that's that Chris Winky. Or that was you? Yeah, at first, Chris Winky was literally walking like right through everybody. And Dustin was like, hey, that's Winky. Go get him for the podcast. Then Winky started talking to somebody. I forget yeah. who it was. And we yeah. were talking to some fan that had walked up. Mm. And finally, Greeny starts walking away. I go, Logan, get over there. <laughs> go, do, go do your job. Go do what you're only good for. Um, but yeah, no, that, I'm just going back to Hunter and Nico and the recruits being there. This is just an unusual experience, right? They're not usually, they don't usually get this kind of experience. Absolutely. I mean, it was, it was absolutely crazy to watch. Like not, not only how much attention they got, but yeah, like I said earlier, how they handled that attention and that moment, you know, it felt like they were already football players at Florida state. You know, sometimes you see guys um, committed, but at the same time, you know, their recruitments are still open and blah, 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 blah. But, you know, Nico and Travis, it, it felt like they're already in Tallahassee on campus with the team. Like they just kind of have that, that vibe of being completely comfortable with Florida state and, really trusting in, in what the coaching staff has told them so far. I mean, man, those kids are two hell of two hell of a recruiters. Let me, let me just say that. Like they, they talk to so many guys out there. Um, and yeah, you know, I don't want to say too much cause we've kind of got it floating around the discord, but there could be some more coming um, on the, on the horizon. Yeah. Shameless plug here, but just get in the discord. If, if you've been thinking about it now for a few months and you like recruiting or you like the inside scoop, and there's a lot of things that we're not probably going to share on here for the podcast. We'd rather share with our Discord and Patreon members that are awesome over there. So if you've been thinking about it, you can do a yearly subscription for only 30 bucks. Other sites, $100, 30 bucks. You get all the access there. Um, and I don't yeah, that's think that's on our Patreon. Patreon.com slash no game day. Dustin's been killing it right now. He's on it. He's on a roll right now. So get him while he's hot. He's he's gonna he's gonna take a break soon. I know it's coming. Yeah. And Austin and Austin. Saying, um, saying, like, come on. And Austin, yes. I was I, we're not at basketball yet, Austin. I'm gonna give you your own promo too when we get there. Because Austin also had a work trip too. He also had a work trip. But yeah, just uh, sticking with uh, Nico and, and Travis, you know, I don't think it was it wasn't a surprise that they had so many um, talented, uncommitted guys around them all day, like four-star running back, uh, Damari Alston, five-star DB, Tony Mitchell. I know after the game, like, Nico was walking over. He was talking to um, 2022 offensive tackle, uh, Kashawn Sapp, and um, also four-star linebacker, Deron Willis, um, Kaniah Charlton, a really big FSU target. 
he got to talk with Nico some, and, and he said that, you know, it made him feel even more wanted than he already is right now at this point in his recruitment because he's got commitments coming after him as hard as the coaching staff. He's like, that That plays a huge factor to me because someone of my own age is, like, telling me about Florida State and telling me they want to play with me um, in college. So those guys had a really big impact out there. And I think, you know, people were kind of disappointed that this weekend only resulted in one verbal commitment. But I think more is going to be coming soon. Like the sound of that. Uh, anything else in here, Dealy recruiting wise? I forget which bullet point you're on. Obviously, we, we talked about Ronnie Hill's commitment, three star running back. Yeah, I guess also, and just speaking about Hill, Hill real quickly. Yeah. Um, you know, he went he went ahead and committed up there at the Unconquered statue, made things public. And did so with a, a video with like telling telling people he's committed to Florida State while he's posting that announcement on his Instagram or Twitter or whatever. And in the background, you know, you got Travis Hunter and Nico right there, like chopping it up, saying go Knowles. Some other guys in the background is that as well. So that was a cool moment. And then also um the the most recent member to join the class today, um, athlete Brian Courtney, who's gonna be playing a, a tight end H back role at Florida State. He was also hanging around with that group. He was actually one of the pictures I took on Twitter, and I didn't even realize it just because I didn't recognize the kid at first. And I was talking to Nico a couple of days ago, and he was like, oh, yeah, that's Brian Courtney. And I was like, oh. And then yesterday when all those CBs came in, I was like, well, he was around Nico and Travis and that, yeah. that whole day. And whenever I talked to him, he said he, he had got to hang out with them uh, that night as well. I mean, man, those guys are just insane recruiters. Yeah, no, that it seemed like a really happy group. No one was really with a smug face. Everyone was hanging out, chatting it up, having a good time. It was, it was just a different kind of feel. I've never been around that kind of thing before. Oh, and I guess the last thing, you know, I got I've already outside of you know Nico and, and Rodney Hill this week. I've also gotten a chance to talk to some other FSU commits like Cam Davis, um, Ni- Nigel Kelly, and also Aaron Hester, and they they were completely blown away by all the love that they received from fans before the game. They really enjoyed the atmosphere out there in Doe Campbell stadium. Um, I can't remember who said it, but someone was like, I can't, if this is what people are going to do at a spring game with all these restrictions in place, I can't imagine what it's going to be like for a real game in September. So these guys were extremely impressed. And for a guy like um, Kelly, who, who's committed to Florida State, but at the same time, you know, he's still listening to other schools. Getting him on campus this weekend, getting him around the other commitments and the fans and just having him be in that environment, it it went a long way in keeping him kind of locked down, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, it seems like there's some kind of momentum going in here. If you agree with me, d it just seems like there's some kind of momentum and it's going to last. And there's a lot of momentum. Yeah, and we haven't even talked about quarterbacks yet with MJ Morris and AJ Duffy being in attendance too that I think we should note on because a few of these, both of these guys, you know, it was Duffy I know was planning on trying to announce pretty soon. But, and I know MJ Morris was on here telling us that he'd be like, he'd like to be done once May's over. So anything that we're hearing on, the, on that front with those two 
talented uh, quarterbacks? Yeah, I know of Duffy. You know, it, it really feels like it's down to FSU, Arizona State, and Michigan State. Um, I believe he's supposed to visit Michigan State maybe sometime this month. So we'll see if he decides to make a decision or something like that. After that, he's just kind of a – I mean, he's a he's a teenager, you know, so he doesn't really exactly know what he wants yet. And, and I mean, I completely respect that. And as for MJ, he's going to be taking some visits as well. Um, you know, he came to FSU this weekend. I think he wants to see Nebraska and maybe Georgia Tech one more time before he makes that decision. But, you know, if all goes well in May and that spot is still open because Duffy hasn't committed yet. Trying to figure out how I want to say this. <laughs> feeling, feeling confident about him ending up at Florida State. I'll just say that. On MJ's front. Yeah. Yeah. And I felt he listed Florida State as his leader a while back. And that's why we had him on to kind of discuss his um, latest with FSU and his, and his relationship to with Mike Norvell and Dillingham. And it seemed like he was still really heavily swaying towards Florida State. He wanted to come to the spring game. That was a big thing for him. And, you know, with, with eventually some of these, with the, with the, what are the, the regulations are going to be lifted where now these players can go visit these schools, get inside the Moore Center in Tallahassee and visit Mike Norvell and be able to talk in person. Finally, God, it took forever, but this is going to change a lot for a lot of recruits. And I do think Florida State has an advantage here with doing that. I think Mike Norvell is a family man and this is really going to, if you just listen to Nico Marchio's, you know, if you go back and listen to our podcast last week, it really does feel like, you know, I mean, we got we got Nico Marchio just talking with um, Mike Norvell's daughter, you know, spending time with them, talking to his wife, just, you know, just spending time with them. It just seems like a family man. Uh, Mike Norvell's got it down pat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you kind of said it, but we kind of missed that. Um, the NCAA is going to be finally lifting up that dead period on May 31st. So as of June 1st, prospects will be able to go to campuses and actually be able to talk to college, college coaches while they're there. And, you know, we already saw Florida state maybe kind of take a little bit of advantage of that by announcing so many different camps already. Um, I feel like it was each weekend in June, they're going to have like a mega camp um, the first weekend. They've got an offensive uh, OLDL camp where they're actually going to be in pads um, a quarterback camp. So Florida State making sure to take advantage of that and get a lot of talent into Tallahassee shortly after that dead period is over. Anything else before we get to Baxter here? I don't believe so. Uh, uh, this was actually live while we're doing this, but a uh, Florida State running back commit, I believe, a 2023 class. Cedric Baxter is committed from or decommitted from Florida State. Wait, what? Yeah, I know. I didn't know if you saw that. I updated the Google uh, Doc here, but he has decommitted from Florida State. Really? Uh, yeah, he said, please respect my decision. Still opening it up. I think it's still very early in his recruitment, so I don't think Florida State's just blown away, gone for maybe this kid, but it seems like he's opening up and might make a different decision. We'll see. But yeah, this was a little breaking while we're live. 
Yeah, I, um, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> yeah, that kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, I haven't I haven't gotten a chance to speak with him since his visit, but now I feel like I need to. <laughs> yeah, and I think the thing here is it's so far away. You know, I don't think Florida State, like I was saying, is just out of it completely. He's got a long recruiting road ahead, but um, not so phenomenal news on a Thursday night. Yeah, <laughs> but I will say, you know, there are some really other talented running backs that Florida State currently has their eyes on in the 2023 class. I know um, Mark Fletcher, who's a pretty highly regarded guy, he did make it into the spring game this weekend. And then um, five-star running back Richard Young out of uh, Lehigh Senior High School. He was supposed to make it to the spring game, but he had some car trouble or, or something like that, and he wasn't able to make it in. But he's a five-star prospect right now in that 2023 class and probably going to be one of the top priorities on the board you know, once they get into that recruiting cycle, I mean, even now, you know, so I'm gonna have to catch up with Baxter and see what went down. Yep. Might have to see what the latest is with all Baxter. Uh, let's old see. Baxter. Let's jump. <laughs> what do you say? Old Baxter. I don't I know. I felt like so weird saying that. I hope I was just hoping nobody will notice. So We'll see if it gets cut in the recording or not. Uh, let's jump into some of this Apex stuff, man. This was a huge, huge, gigantic announcement. Right? What happened, Austin? I just love this. I know. This is crazy. This is huge, not only for football, which topic we're on right now, but this also affects basketball, baseball, soccer, tennis, every sport at Florida State. This is humongous. And so if anybody doesn't know, we'll run through a little bit of it here. Uh, practically, Florida State announced Apex, its program, a multi-tiered program designed to empower student athletes. It's cap capital capitalized mainly on their name, uh, their image, even their likeness too. Uh, because of this new legislation, it will help prepare uh, the student athletes for intercollegiate athlete compensation and the rights bill that will take effect on July 1st in Florida and it helps provide structured support throughout the entire FSU playing careers in Tallahassee. So what I thought was pretty unique about it is that there's also, I think there's two classes, if I'm right, Austin, I believe there's two classes that are you, you can get uh, credit for to taking to. Uh, these student athletes will be able to take this and receive college credit and also learn on being able to uh, grow their brand. This is practically on teaching you on how to grow your brand successfully the right way how to grow a compensation out of it, bringing in the income. I think it's a really cool program that we're going to continue to talk about throughout this whole uh, offseason, definitely since it's getting close to uh, July. Uh, but definitely suggest going to someoneels.com to read that. But I think it's also a big deal because social media is such, plays such a gigantic presence right now in the way that we use digital media. And this is going to be a big time game changer. And, you know, you look back at soccer, uh, Dana Castellanos, who plays, who played for uh, FSU soccer. What are you saying that I ripped her last name apart, Austin? Just murdered it. You say that you say her last name. Castellanos. Castellanos. Yes. Okay. Um, who has a huge gigantic following and you know this thing would have done wonders for her but she's doing her own thing now across the whole world but uh, it seems like a really great program that Florida State can take advantage of you know while the students are there but man it's, uh, boy does it do really well for recruiting and Florida State staged it perfectly with their announcement right after the spring game 
the Florida State's been so behind as an athletic department for so long. The fact they're jumping out this far in front of the NIL stuff where guys can or athletes can benefit off their likeness and their name, their social medias. I mean, we see how many how many how many athletes are on TikTok or Instagram or whatever, just huge followings already verified. For Florida State to jump out that's already its own brand and these player these players, these athletes can benefit off that brand, I think it's huge. I, I think it's gonna do wonders for Florida State and if some of these other schools in Florida follow suit, it will be big for them as well. But Florida State's really, really jumping out in front of, of in front of it, and I, I really, really like it. You like it, Dustin? Yeah, it's cool. I really like the. Uh, I loved how they um, promoted it. You know, with that video, that was a really cool video. That, like you said. I think you kind of said it, but it showed, I don't want to say her name. So it showed Dana, it showed like football, showed other sports. And just the way that they kind of put that out to kind of hype up the, the apex and everything, it was, it was really cool. And I think this is just, you know, like Austin said, a big step for Florida State and allowing players to profit off their likeness. I mean, it's no coincidence that they started the video off with Deion Sanders, who is by all means, it's definitely his own brand. And they're saying, hey, we've had guys do this in the past. You can do it too. So this influencer, I mean, it's INFLCR software uh, that these student athletes will be using. It'll be practically like an app, a web-based app too, where they can go in and grab footage of whatever gameplay, maybe pictures that uh, the university has taken of them and they can grab that it's practically just a gigantic google drive folder of under their name and they can go and grab whatever they want to be able to use that to their advantage to grow their brand and post it on their social medias any kind of things that they're running for anything i think it's a really uh really cool experience i want to do more uh research on this too but it seems like there's a lot of smart people behind this it's also partnered with Florida State's Jim Moran College of Entrepreneurship. So shout out to all my entrepreneurs out there and there. But it seems like a really great experience backed up by a lot of knowledgeable people that are going to help these student athletes do their thing. But, you know, not only that, but man, it, it, this gives a huge advantage, gigantic advantage for Florida State Can and recruiting quit. in Florida. Quit. Austin just like ruined my whole like I I was I'm having sorry. a speech I, I was having I was such eating. a good speech I thought he was saying something important I'm sorry my cat's being <laughs> stupid I I thought I was like doing my own promo for it there I thought it was gonna be like commercialized it was so good but Austin ruined it with the cat Stellan yeah I mean very important for Florida State to kind of get out ahead of this and and announce their own plans for it and how they're gonna take advantage of it before a lot of other colleges have done so. I, I believe, I could be wrong, but I believe they were the very first one, if not one of the very first ones, to announce something like this. And, you know, the way they've branded it and marketing it so far, it, it's it's going to be big for FSU. Moving on here, another announcement. This was just kind of correlated very beautifully by the uh, the Seminoles here in the athletic department. 
new renderings. We got new renderings. I love renderings. I love just different kinds of revamping different things, locker rooms. I love it. Give me all the time-lapse videos of them doing the construction. Give me some stadium renovations. Give me it all. I want all the renderings. Just hand them to me because I can just post it on Instagram and it's easy. 6,000 likes. This thing looks phenomenal. I mean, it went from where you're just looking like it's going down the side of stadium drive there to now we're making an L-shaped form. I don't know if you guys have pictures nearby on you. If not, it's on our IG. But uh, this new this new football-only facility, facility looks phenomenal. It's not bad. pull up some pictures. It's not bad. I know, I know, I know, I know you're, you're mad about it, but at least let's get, yeah, pull it up, Dustin, be like, just, I need like, oh my God, like kind of reaction, because Austin just blew it, blew it right there. I mean, I mean it's, de- it's, it's definitely nice, and it's a huge improvement over the first renderings, because the first renderings, it was just those, like little four buildings in that parking lot, and now that it's, it's this giant complex that stretches onto the practice field. They still get one full practice field. They still get the end of facility and they still have a half field that they can use for special teams or whatever. I, I think it's a huge improvement. And some of the inside inside pictures look pretty nice. Mm, yeah, I, I believe that. it's like 30,000 um, square feet. Yeah. Yeah. More than what the first rendering was as well. So it's gotten a little bit bigger and yeah, you know, getting a chance to look at it, you can kind of see how they, how they've got the weight room set up um, like a film room kind of like a, a hot tub or something area maybe like for, for training. Um, Recovery. So it's going to be a, it's going to be really nice, you know, and I remember back whenever they were doing the stadium renovations, maybe it was a scoreboard. I, I can't quite remember, but they had like a live stream camera that you could get onto and like, you could watch them be working on it like live 24 seven or whatever. It would be really dope if they do kind of the same thing with the football facility. That's what they call Big Brother, Dustin, on CBS. But do you know what I'm talking about? Like, did you ever look at it? They're I, never, I never got that board, no. Hey, maybe I just care more than you guys. <laughs> That's what it is. Dustin, Dustin watches like whenever I was in they... there watching construction workers like bring materials up <laughs> what were you you're, doing you're watching cranes move exactly like dude literally <laughs> someone in the comments has got to remember that i can't there's no way i made that up wait which facility was this what were they it was doing? when they were doing stadium renovations it was either the scoreboard or the champions oh, club yeah it was a champions club i remember that yeah no i remember that i i yep I checked them maybe once a day. I don't know if I stood there or sat there for an hour like that. I'm not saying like I pulled it up and was like, all right, that's what I'm doing for the next eight hours. Like I would just look at it and be like, okay, pulled up some popcorn, pulled up some popcorn for the day. Just sat there. Oh, (laughs) whoa, there's another 16 seats being put into there. (laughs) Oh, now. Hey, we're at 32. Oh, wow. That's a gold seat. Look at this. Oh, there's the hot dog maker. (laughs) <laughs> yeah oh i'll be there in a few months take advantage of that oh <laughs> man <laughs> uh yeah uh maybe they will do that maybe you're already giving them cool ideas dustin you're giving them the ideas you are the innovator here well i know elliot Feinbloom and the rest of the sids i know they're watching right now i know they're really excited to be checking out here the spear tonight so yeah you know make sure you you put up a damn camera 
Yeah. Give us some so we can use some content. We promise we will cite Florida State Athletics. Promise. Promise. We learned, we've learned our lessons. Please don't uh, ban our Twitter. <laughs> again. Again. Please. Again. Oh, Lordy. Uh, before supply I... Supply those construction workers with some solid steel-toed shoes. You know, nothing... Nothing and, that's leaning out there. And some solid meals from our friends at Chick-fil-A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're right. They'd be right down the road, too. Exactly. They would be right down the road. What do you think about my shoes on Saturday, Austin? Were they pretty cool? Okay, let's talk about... No, let's just talk about Saturday. This man shows up in a gray t-shirt, gray shorts, and gray New Balances. Would it be bad if I'm wearing mm-hmm. a gray t-shirt right now? Yeah, it's, ex- it's expected at this point. And we're like, where's the FSU stuff? He's like, I'm a reporter, not a fan. Yeah, you said I'm a writer. I don't wear FSU stuff. <laughs> like, shut You're up. not even in the press box. You're in the damn shut Champions up. Club. Yeah, hey, I'm representing. Representing the writers. Oh man, yeah. I guess that... I'm just a yeah. I'm just a wannabe, honestly. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure my yeah. You are. I'm sure my family was like, "What in the hell is this dweeb wearing?" But that was my on? first thought when he's walking out into the rain with our parking pass. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, who is this? Sadly, though, Austin, I'm so used to it. This is just the regular Sonny's dinner. I, I'm, conv- I'm convinced he just has seven gray shirts and seven gray shorts. They just got made. like nine gray shirts. Three My of them part. are like the same damn shirt. And I'm surprised that you didn't wear slides. I have to give you that. You didn't wear slides. You think I'm wearing my slides in the rain? You Didn't you I, on Friday? No. I could have sworn you did the lunch on Friday. I don't think I did. <laughs> oh goodness gracious! Very, very alarming, though. Very alarming. The things that me and Austin I couldn't go believe through. It. I went off, fit it up. I had the varsity jacket. I had the new tournament shirt underneath. Wearing my Chicago. Austin, you had you had more money on your feet than I have in my bank account right now. So <laughs> I, also had, I also had more money into two hips at this point. So you know. Yeah, Austin was like making us look pretty weak sh- out there. I had to show up because I knew we were going to college town after. I didn't want to look like a fool. I was trying oh, not to stand day. next to him too much. <laughs> I, I wouldn't stand too close to him anyways. Didn't want to be overshadowed. <laughs> yeah, oh, overshadowed. Don't even start. That was a bad angle for a picture that you that we got posted on Twitter. Oh, my God. Very bad picture. I, oh I am obviously God. tall. And plus, I had too many shots, so I usually slouch like that. So I take off about two inches off that, too. So overall, bad angle. Here, me, me, me and Lowe's are standing about the same height. Then there's Logan that's like six inches shorter. <laughs> Don't even start BS. Don't even start. Sit your ass. You can stay in Charlotte now. <laughs> uh, speaking of staying in Charlotte, you just stay in Charlotte now, and let's get the latest of basketball. Florida State's lost another one. Balsa Kofodich. If you were in, I'd, I'd obviously just ate up his whole last name, but do really – never mind. I can say that. I can be that mean, but – He's no longer with Florida State. If you're in the Discord, you wouldn't have known about this on Saturday because Austin was working the Nuggets. Another reason to sign in the Patreon. You would have known about this on Saturday. Uh, Balsa announces this yesterday, but boom, Florida State loses its big center. Should Florida State be, fans be freaking out? What's going on? And why do you think he left? It, it was a little bit weird. You know, you know. At first, I just get a random DM like midway through the day. He's like, Balsa's really leaving too? I'm like, what do you mean? No, I haven't heard that. Then that night we're hanging out and someone goes, I'm not going to say who, but he goes, Hey, I got something you don't know. I was like, Oh boy. Yeah. Here, yeah here say his go. name. Say his name. Who it is. No. So I can just blast. So we no. can expose him. And he's Leonard like, Hamilton. <laughs> it was Leonard Hamilton. It was. And, and he, was, he, he starts talking and goes, yeah, Balsh has already left. I'm like, what? I was what? shocked. I was I mean, so surprised. Cause everyone's like, 
one more season in Tallahassee, this dude's going to be an insane. He's one of the most talented bigs we've ever had. Now all of a sudden you're like, oh, he's gone. This is weird. <laughs> took, yeah. took a couple of days. I put it in the Discord. Everyone's like, nah, you're kidding. Yep. I'm like, nope. I, I'm not, actually not. He's not even in town anymore. Yeah, we were at the, uh, what were we? Yeah, we were tailgating before it. Mm-hmm. And like everybody was like near you talking. I was like, what's going on? Austin's not that popular to be that. Everybody's swarming over right. to talk to him. But he dropped a nugget. So then he becomes popular. And I was like, what's going on? And he's like, boss, uh, gone. Said, stop, take the cap off. Take the cap off, Austin. You're, you, you slid in some drinks there out of the cooler. I, <laughs> no, you, I know you don't drink alcohol, but I guess you started then. But it ended up being true, man. It's, yeah. it's tough. I, I was surprised as anyone. Um, really, I just think he's kind of homesick. I, I know it's like, oh, man, here we go. Just making excuses. But, you know, he's from Serbia. He's European. He was really close with Dominic Olenichuk last year. And Olenichuk's overseas now. I, I think he just... Honestly, misses home a little bit. He'd rather go back to Serbia, where they have they have really good professional basketball development over there. They've got two really good teams that are known for putting NBA prospects out. If he wants to go get paid a couple hundred thousand while being home, I don't blame a kid for doing that at all. Mm-hmm. Is Florida State screwed, Dustin? Uh, yeah. Whenever Austin showed me that on Saturday, it blew my mind, dude. Did you actually drink another sip of your beer? Because you said it would taste nasty. I drank. I just like drank like a full one whenever you showed me that. It was just so disappointing. Because you know, I'm sure we're gonna get to the other guys. Like, um, you know, I think we've talked about Raekwon maybe last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And him, Balsha, um, obviously Calhoun as well. Scotty Barnes. Um, we'll see what happens. You know, with MJ, kind of here in the next couple weeks or or whatever, but. You know, that, that's a lot of guys for Florida State to be losing. Um, you know, normally you see a lot of um, continuity in this program, I feel like. And maybe we're going to see a little bit more departures this offseason than we've seen over the last couple of years. But at the same time, and I'm sure we're going to get to it, you know, hopefully Florida State can hit that transfer market. And they've also got some really good prospects signed to come in. Yes, yeah, so the first replacement that kind of, caught everyone off guard was last night rivals put in a their their version of a crystal ball for Efton Reed five star center playing at IMG Academy everyone was like oh whoa wait a minute this, this isn't supposed to happen um, he was supposed to announce today um, what I'm guessing because there is no that no one knows anything about this anyone that says they know anything about this recruitment is lying I don't even think his mom knows um, the way I'm <laughs> guessing this is happening is his mom wants him to go to Ohio State because it's close to home and it's actually a good program, unlike Pitt, and he wants to go to Florida State. That's just what I'm guessing. And now that they couldn't come to agreement, they've had to push it back. We don't know when they're going to push it back to because Efton still hasn't said anything. It's just been his mom saying Efton Reed has delayed his recruitment and we're still waiting to see what Efton says. Obviously, hmm. Florida State was able to get this kid. He's incredibly talented. Just as, talent, just as talented, if not more talented, than the guy that just walked out the door on Ball Shakur You get him in, probably starts right away just because our center depth. Yeah, we have bodies, but they're not exactly proven. Mm-hmm. 
he could come in, start day one at a really good program. Because we had backed off for the longest time just because yeah, we got four centers plus another seven foot on John Butler. Why would we need another? Balsha walks out that door, goes, Hey, what's up, Efton? Still want still want to come to Tallahassee? And for a lot, there was a lot of smoke in Florida State's direction, but no one knows anything in this recruitment. It's one of the quietest recruitments I think I've ever seen in a five star. That's what people were saying on Twitter when I was doing some research earlier today because we were expecting that. He was going to make an announcement, what, at noon today, Eastern time? That's what we had heard. Um, but, like, the, t- the time wasn't even confirmed. Like, someone had told us noon, but no one actually knew it. Um, the fact we couldn't even get a commitment time or a top five or anything like that was really, really strange. Yeah. Like, that. it's just one of those interesting, like, very quiet and it came out of nowhere right austin there was you weren't having him on your radar of any sorts whatsoever because i I just assumed oh he's he's announcing thursday we just lost ball show there's no way in two days we're gonna go get a five star but sure enough we're right in that mix isn't that crazy this morning tipped in edits who if anybody would know it's them just because they make all the edit commitments Mm -hmm. or commitment edits he he said it was pittsburgh florida state ohio state LSU and Virginia. It seems Virginia's out of it. Just from, you know, no one's really saying it. LSU, you know, LSU is going to do LSU things. If Florida State has the opportunity to start, you they're going to he's going to choose that over Pitt. That's just my opinion. So to me it's a Florida State Ohio State recruitment. We'll see what happens in these couple of days. Yeah, do you think it something that happens by the end of next week kind of dealio or is it just like a just the all signing speculations. Just, the signing period still start just started for basketball, but most of the kids have already been signed and committed from December. So there's not the same, you know, talk about all these high high value recruits that are just not choosing places. There's really only like five or six five stars that haven't decided where they're going. Mm-hmm. Something to keep an eye out. Anything else related to Basketball, I need NBA Knowles doing its thing. I see Terrence Mann is still rolling for the Clippers. Well, I, I guess we could talk about a couple other potential com- or transfers that we're after. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Keep an eye out on Cameron Fletcher from Kentucky. I've had multiple people tell me that one's extremely likely, extremely likely, and I even put in my prediction in the Discord. But it wasn't last night. It was two days ago. Hey, you got to market the Discord, bro. Don't give them too yeah. much. Yeah, I put in my <laughs> prediction a couple days ago. Um, I just, I really like what I'm hearing on that front. I'm expecting news any, any day now on him. And then uh, there's a lot of smoke surrounding Trey Mitchell, the center from UMass. Um, nothing quite as strong as with Cam Fletcher. There's a lot of teams after Trey Mitchell because he's one of the five or 10 best players on the market right now. Averaged 18 and seven shot 35% for three. Really, really good player. Um, He's 6'9", 230, can run the four or the five. Really athletic. He's a guy that could slide in perfectly for Florida State, even if they get Efton Reed. I think he could still be a take. But there's so many different teams after Trey Mitchell. I've seen Georgetown. I've seen Indiana, UNC. You name it, I've seen Trey Mitchell rumored to go there. Um, I imagine he might extend his recruitment out a little bit just because, you know, he's a former... Top 100 prospect. He's a little bit used to this, but this time all the big schools are after him. Um, 
really those are the, the ones to keep an eye on. I found out we had offered David Collins from USF, uh, but he just had a visit with Kansas. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much the only transfers we have an eye on right now. We were after Parker Fox, that D2 guy. He just committed to Minnesota while we were on the podcast. Um, was that expected? Yeah, to me it was down to them or San Diego State, but he's from Minnesota. It just made a ton of sense. for I, I, If I had put in a prediction, it would have been Minnesota. Um, it, depending on the fan you talk to, they didn't want him because he's a D2 guy. I think he's super talented. It, it, at any level, scoring 23 points isn't easy. You listening um, to shows called Fanny Talk? No. What? I heard Fanny Talk. Fanny Talk? What I heard. Talk? I thought I heard Austin say Fanny Talk. I have no idea what you're talking about. I'd be interested to go back and listen to this recording if I didn't hear Fanny Talk. Unless I'm going crazy. Unless I just like hit a meth pipe. I think you're going crazy. Why would he have said that? I, I don't like if you're listening to some show or whatever, like Fanny Talk. I don't know. I I must be going crazy. I'm gonna go back and listen to the recording. Listen, like, listen to fans, have... fans talk. Oh, <laughs> wow! I don't know what you listen to, Austin. After I don't know what you're and... listening to either. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm asking him. I mean, I'm. I would like to be sent. Like me, I'll try out the podcast. It sounds no, like it'd wouldn't. be pretty interesting. No, you wouldn't shut up. Don't <laughs> lie. It's not it's a podcast fan. where we lie. Well, I anything to do with fannies, I'll listen to. Anyways, let's move on from this or go keep going. I I, I just thought I heard Fanny talk, but I guess it's fans talk. It, I, I know Dustin mentioned MJ Walker um, a little bit ago. Surprisingly, he's really considering coming back to school. I don't think anybody expected that. Um, him and Polite went to New Smyrna Beach, then Orlando, and now he's back in Tallahassee just thinking things over. Um, if he comes back, that's a huge addition, especially with the staff attacking the offseason like they're expecting Sadar Calhoun to leave. You bring him back, you get a veteran guard. He wouldn't be relied upon as, to play make as much next season with you know, Caleb Mills, Jalen Worley, even Raekwon Evans is nothing about coming back. I think that'd be huge for Florida State next season, especially if he's healthy. We saw how good he can be healthy next this past season. From the beginning of the season to you know, mid-January, he was 15, 16 points a game, then got hurt and wasn't the same player, and you could tell. He comes back, Florida State's right back in that picture next season as one of the best teams in the country, plus adding an Efton Reed or Cameron Fletcher or Trey Mitchell or any combination of the three. Mm. Yeah, and like you said, like the latest with MJ Walker, that would be shared um, inside of the Discord. So if you guys haven't signed up, Austin dropped literally a I was gigantic so, amount. So much stuff. A it, gigantic it was, amount. It was an entire meal of nuggets. Yeah, you like you're full, and then like you get dessert, but then you get handed another twelve count of nuggets from Chick Fil A. Like it's just too many nuggets to almost digest. But the latest with MJ Walker, that would be shared with our Discord. Uh, people first and like we just talked about the Boston news we you know we you know Austin gets that kind of info days and days and days in advance so no one else had that Boston info I can guarantee that no they did not and discord people had it first before everybody so if you've been thinking about signing up like I said earlier it's not just only football but Austin does a fantastic job in covering that and getting the inside scoop so that's patreon.com slash no game day and there's different tiers that you can pick from and there's even a yearly subscription 
service offer that you can do and save 16%. So definitely suggest people sign up or it's going to be a very boring off season. I think that's going to be my slogan. It's going to be, a, you're just going to have a really boring off season. It's no that. game day or no day or wait, <laughs> no game day or no game day. Come on, man. Come on, man. What are you doing? What, what we got going on? You botched it. Oh, I got it. I got it. Oh, man. Good Lord. Let's let's answer some of these. You know, we've got a little bit of time here. I want to answer some of these questions from YouTube real quick. I've seen a few of these. Shout out to Mendoza talking about uh, parchment, saying, telling us to talk about parchment working out with Dalvin. I saw a picture earlier today. They were getting some work in potential Florida State's number one wide receiver, working with the GOAT Cook down in Miami. They've actually been putting in quite a bit of work together from what I've uh, been seeing this offseason. Um, and then we also got a question here on the latest from Chubba. A lot of comments about Chubba. A lot of comments. So me and Dustin were at both the scrimmages because I've said that 60,000 times on this podcast already. But we haven't seen him at those at all. We also did not see him at the spring game. Florida State and Mike Norvell, they're expecting to have him ready for summer workouts, which is some great news. I believe he's still mm-hmm. focusing on rehabbing. So, Yeah, that kind of says it all. Yep. Hopefully it's full go in the summer and, you know, he can get back acclimated with everything and be ready to compete in the fall. Yeah. And we, we dropped a few things on that Chubba Purdy situation inside the discord. So another reason to jump in there, but it's, it's an, it's an interesting situation, but I think things are going to, are going to be fine on that route for him, the young quarterback. Uh, what's, what's the ceiling? This is from Jay Hood. What's the ceiling for wide receiver young and Malik McLean, Dustin? What do you think the ceiling is for him? And it's really early to tell that right now. We, don't, we haven't even got to see him play in a real football game yet. But um, I think that ceiling from what I can take from and watching him the last uh, what month, month or so, compete and getting all that playing time the, the sky is the limit for this kid man the ceiling's very high he came in worked his tail off he's put on some pounds he still hasn't even hit the summer workouts where a lot of these guys really put on some good weight and getting in and better condition to be playing that many snaps already in those open practice like open scrimmages like that and be impressing and also you know, there was one ball that he had dropped during that the second scrimmage where in the end zone, I mm-hmm. think he, you know, he got up and, you know, there wasn't a lot of, you know, head down kind of situation, got back up and ran back and played the next snap. But I think I think there's a very high ceiling for this young wide receiver. And it's really great to hear because, you know what, Florida State was really trying to stick with this kid to land him. This is a still this is a very talented wide receiver. Um, I think the sky's the limit for this kid. I like his I like his work ethic. I like guys like that, man. If you got a good work ethic, you're going to do very well in whatever sport you play. Yeah, sorry. I was looking at a text message from Nate. Yeah, I mean, like you said, you know, coming in to Florida State in January, already a lot to like. (laughs) Already a lot to like um, from Malik McClain and, you know, how he's just hit the ground running, it felt like, during these spring practices. So, you know, I definitely see him as an, an impact freshman type of guy. I don't know. Maybe this is a, a weird or a weird comparison, but, you know, a six foot four wide receiver who has that verticality to go up in traffic over DBs, come down with tough catches, kind of maybe reminds me of like a Greg Carr, Rodney Smith type of guy to, to compare him to 
you know, some former FSU players with maybe just a little bit more speed at this point. And I think the big thing for him is really just polishing that route running. You know, I think he could take some tips for maybe um, Josh Burrell or a couple other guys that are currently on the roster. But yeah, I mean, you kind of said it. Sky is a limit. Um, if he keeps working, keeps improving, he could turn into a real stud at Florida State. It wouldn't surprise me at all. He's got all the tools, all the intangibles. You know, he's got the stuff that you can't teach a wide receiver. He's already got that. So you get him to become a, a good or elite route runner, I can't even imagine what he'll what he'll be doing, you know, two, three years down the road. I think that's everything. Uh, one last question here from Mendoza asking, what's the word on Emmett Rice from things that we're hearing? It's also in the Discord, but basically I think there's – Still, there was a lot of rumors that the, the very severe knee injury, which would, would take him out of uh, what this upcoming season. I think they're still trying to figure it out. I think if that would have been the case, we would have seen that he would already had surgery to try to get you know get that get that recovery going really quickly. I think it ended up not being so severe of a knee injury. Uh, we got to see him walking around at least in the spring scrimmages. Uh, and, the, and the second spring scrimmage uh, without a brace or any kind of um, yeah. wrap around. So he just had like a slight limp back then. Yeah, I think I think there's I think there's a lot of optimism there for Rice. We'll be we'll see what happens during this next few weeks. I'm sure we'd hear something, but yeah, I mean, I, you th- I think there's that, optimism. You know, you compare maybe his situation walking around on the sideline with a limp without a brace or crutches or anything. Maybe a guy like Demory Tate, who we've actually seen, you know, getting around on a scooter with a cast on his leg, or even Thomas Schrader, who we saw on Saturday, um, um, using using crutches to get around. That makes you feel a little more optimistic about the outlook of his injury, even though you know we don't know what it is beyond a, a lower body injury. Mm-hmm. I think too. You remember. Our- when we were there, Dustin Brownlee had an even worse limp. Like it was, this man had to grab his leg almost and bring it to him to make the next step. Brownlee had a gigantic one, and then we got to see him compete in the spring game. So we're hoping, I think there's some optimism there that Florida State's going to rig back its veteran linebacker and uh, be safe of that. So it's something to keep an eye on because you know Florida State and Chris Marv would definitely like to have that guy back after finishing off the season. Uh, very smooth, and uh, he, he looked well. And I think Florida State hopefully is feeling optimism on number one's front there on defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we end it off, I want to give a shout out to uh, also like Kenny Shaw, man. He's got a gigantic camp uh, coming up this weekend. He was on here a few weeks ago detailing us on that. It's his very first camp, and it's absolutely loaded. I'm so happy for him. He's such a great guy, and he's been on here this year multiple times. And nothing much love, nothing. Um, I don't even know how to say it. Not, n- more, nothing more love. I don't. I sound like I'm drunk now. Sound nothing like how but I was. love. Nothing Maybe. but love. I sound like I'm drunk, like I was on Saturday night. I'm just glad you didn't take any videos, Austin. I'm so I, glad. I'm so I'm, glad. I don't think you're getting that drunk again. That was. No. That was um, impressive. You'll see on this. You'll you'll see some stuff from this Saturday night. No, I'm <laughs> not. No, but yeah, me the, and Dustin. Go ahead. I was say the thing was Saturday night is by about ten o'clock. I started hanging with, you know, like with Los, 
and there's a couple a couple other athletes there. I, I look over and Logan's not even. He's somewhere else. I was like, I'll just stay over here and talk to these guys. I think Logan talked to like every single girl in township. That's completely. He was just wrong. making his way around. Yeah, that's completely wrong. Completely. That's wrong. not. That's <laughs> a, you at least got sixty percent. Damn, I need to get it better. I got to get up to seventy-five next time. Uh, but anyways. Me and Delu will be heading down to Orlando tomorrow. We'll be driving together. We're staying in a hotel. I can't wait for all of the messages to go through this weekend that we're staying in the same hotel together, but we are we will be staying in separate beds. I might even put like a curtain down in between them. <laughs> in yeah, like you're the one that's making it really weird. I'm not. I just know how people are on our Discord and on Twitter. They're going to make it even worse. It's going to be a interesting weekend but no we're excited there's Jameis winston dak prescott telvin smith i believe jalen ramsey is going to be in attendance i'm like kind of speculating here i think he is uh also terrence brooks uh god Devonte freeman carlos williams those will be down there too timmy jernigan oh timmy jernigan my my man kelvin, kelvin benjamin like all kinds of, of former seminoles are going to be out there so yeah i mean i'm really excited to you know, get a look at all those guys on Saturday and also, you know, hopefully secure a few for the podcast to bring back to all our viewers here. I think that'll be really cool. Yeah, that's the goal. First off, we'll be helping out Kenny Shaw cover. So if you guys haven't yet, go follow our Instagram at Null Game Day. We're going to be, we have, I have a ton of cool ideas. Me and Kenny have been talking, but we're going to do some live streams on there. Kenny's going to be answering questions. We might give the phone off to Jameis or Timmy Jern. I don't, I'll give it to Timmy Jern again. Uh, but we're going we're gonna to have them answer some questions. We'll be having tons of coverage there. And that's a lot of that's going to be on our Instagram and also Twitter. So it's going to be a phenomenal weekend. They're, they're, Kenny and Los were talking about it. That's going to be a reunion for a lot of these 2013 guys. Because if you think about it, they don't get to see each other like this a lot. So it seems like everybody's traveling into Orlando starting tomorrow. Um, and really excited to be there to cover it. And like Los, uh, Delu said, we're really going to try to network and try to be, bring a lot of these guys that we've been working on trying to get on here for years now I get onto the show so we can have some good off-season content for you guys so it's gonna be a fun weekend that's happening to- on saturday all throughout the day so gonna be awesome i'm excited, I'm excited. this this is why you don't miss here the spear that's right because we got ourselves another heisman winner this past saturday we're gonna go talk to another one in a couple days and you know we secure both of those You'll have had all three Florida State Heismans, all three quarterbacks that led Florida State to the national championship right here on Here the Spear. So, yep. Don't forget to tune in every Thursday night. That's right. We're, we're going to try it. We're going to try it. We're going to try it. We've had things with Jameis before, but this weekend feels a little bit different. I think things are going to click well. It's going to be, I, I'm so happy for Kenny. I can't wait to help cover it and get some things out there because he's such a great guy and he's really good at what he does with training kids. So the shirts look awesome. I'm just ready to get down there. But uh, yeah, definitely appreciate everybody listening. You guys are awesome. Definitely appreciate you. We had over 10,000 listens on our last episode, which is just ridiculously nuts. But we definitely appreciate y'all listening always. Uh, and we hope y'all have a fantastic weekend. Uh, we'll be back on here next week, Thursday at 8.30 p.m. If you're on iTunes or Google Play, YouTube, Spotify, hit that subscribe button. Um, but yeah, get ready for some content this weekend. It's going to be interesting. I don't know what's about to happen, but it should be fun. I'm just not getting as drunk like I did last weekend. It just can't happen again. I can't do it. All right, guys, everybody be good, and we will see you guys uh, next week. Bye.
Good to be here. Appreciate you.